It is well, it is, it is well with my soul. You give me peace, peace like a river. You're always providing when I'm not at ease. You know what I need. You're there holding my hand through highs and the lows. I know that you won't, you won't let me down, 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 down. What's up, Jesus people? It's Ursula. Hey, 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 and AJ. Welcome to the One Lost Sheep Podcast. Woo woo! <laughs> if you're anything like me, get ready to feel convicted because this one can be hard to hear. But with Christ, there's always a happy ending. Today's episode is all about storing your treasures. And if you don't know what that means, well, that's what we're here for. And we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 19 if you want to follow along. But first... Ursula is going to hit us with something. I'm hitting everyone with a super fun observation. So I noticed. How delightful. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. I noticed that the first three episodes that we dropped, the first one was about God. The second one was about Jesus. And the third one was about the Holy Spirit. And so not by our own doing, it happened to be Just in that order. That the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Isn't that crazy? That's really cool. God, you know, God wants us to look like we have our stuff together even when we don't. All right, let's dive in. Let's dive in. Let's do this. Go ahead. You first. Oh, <laughs> actually, I have something really exciting to tell you. What is it? This is really exciting. So guess what I just learned the other day from Spotify? They mm -hmm. sent me an email letting us know that the One Lost Sheep is the number five podcast in Poland for religion and spirituality. Are you serious? Yes. Of so, course it would be in your homeland. Yes, it is. <laughs> and so we want to say to all of our Polish friends and family, dziękujemy serdecznie. We are so happy you guys are listening to us. Ursula, what does that mean? <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> I said, thank you so much. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you, guys. That is cool. Yeah. I'm happy. I was like, whoo. All right. So let's dive into our topic for the day. So we kind of meditated on a Bible verse before today's episode. And the Bible verse that we meditated on was Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21, which is, let's find it. <laughs> which is, we don't know where it is. Oh, it's right here. It's literally right in front of my face. Okay, so it is, do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where the moss and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moss and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Beautiful. I know. You know, it's such a hard topic to talk about is storing your treasures in heaven, especially in this Bible verse. It's showing you the parallels of treasures in heaven versus treasures in earth, right? And God's kind of saying it's one or the other. If you're storing up for yourselves treasures in earth, then you're not storing up for yourselves treasures in heaven. For sure. I also looked up <laughs> moths and vermin. <laughs> And I don't know why, but that's where this led me. And it was funny because it's like moths destroy clothes and materials and things like that and furs or whatever. And then you have vermin that destroy um, like crops and animals and all of that. And then you have people that destroy, you know, each other. And oh. I thought about that. It's pretty much destroying everything on earth. <laughs> it's just funny that he's like, oh, you know, store your treasures in heaven where none of those things are. Nothing's yeah. getting destroyed. 
you know, and we have to put our faith because we don't know what our treasure in heaven is going to be, you know, besides eternal life. Right. And that's the other thing that's nuts, though, because God is telling us through Jesus, you are forgiven of your sins. I have a a room in my house for you, he says, you know, I have a place for you in heaven and you have this eternal life, which is paradise, which is going to be paradise. But then on top of it, this Bible verse is telling us there's also treasures for yourself that you can store up anytime you do right by God. Yeah. Which is blowing my mind that this is the kind of God that we serve. Yeah. Right. And when you think about, you know, treasures in heaven versus treasures in earth. So what's it, what are some treasures on earth? I think the biggest thing really comes down to money because everything here is based off that. We've kind of made it that way. From the little that I know about heaven, I want that treasure way more than anything else that I have on earth, right? I mean, yeah. just, just from the little that we know, God has already promised us that heaven is going to be a perfect paradise. So whatever comes from there is going to trump anything that is here. Yeah. And again, everything here is just so temporary. Like that's what I'm holding on to everything because it is hard when you this is where we're living right now. You know, it's so hard to think of what we can't see or touch or feel. We'll never be able to grasp it. So then you think about it and you just get kind of carried away with all the things here. But this is temporary. We're this is nothing, nothing here we can take with us there. It's a test for the real life that we have ahead of us. And I think we give so much credit to people who, you know, are responsible and save for their retirement and save for their future. But then I kind of turned that on its head. And I was like, well, how do we we are actually supposed to be saving for our real future, which is our life with God in heaven and paradise. Eternity. Eternity. Yeah. I love this quote. It's earth is the closest thing a Christian will get to hell. And that helps me. This is nothing. It's a vapor. Like you Mm -hmm. said, it's nothing. Well, God also tells us to seek the kingdom first, right? And so he it's almost like providing instruction. There's nothing spiritually wrong with money, but it's just too easy to love. Once you do follow Christ, you know, when you pray, you're talking to Christ. When you're reading, you're listening, you know? And when you're doing those things, money and material things are going to be on the back burner. Those are going to just naturally mean less to you. Mm -hmm. I've had this realization recently because I think the summer started off a little rough and then it got rougher and rougher. And I (laughs) it's just getting worse. (laughs) And I feel like it's getting to a place where I'm like, okay, this is really heavy stuff. But it just dawned on me, I am supposed to turn to God right now. Like I'm not supposed to be worrying about this stuff. I'm supposed to turn to God. Because when he says, seek my kingdom first, he means that in all regards, be so confident in God's plan that you don't even need to get upset anymore. I know. You don't that's, have to worry. And that's how I've been feeling kind of lately because when it feels like things are heavy and things are hard, it's like I'm not even feeling the anxiety that I should be feeling. I'm just feeling peace and contentment because I just focus on God. I'm not paying attention to the problems. You're checking yourself. Can I just say that this study brought out my favorite Bible verse? My favorite, lay it on us, AJ. It is my favorite Bible verse ever, Ursula. You know this one. I'm obsessed with it. But it's um, Mark 12, 17. And it is, give back to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. And I love this because that works in every aspect of my life. And every time I get upset about anything in this world, anything earthly, politics, something's not fair, money, whatever. I'm like, no, I go back to that one. I go back to that verse every time. And I'm like, give God what is God's. Well, I am God's. I am God's. Me. He created me. I am giving him back what is his. And 
Everything else does not matter. That's perfect. I love that. Well, actually, God is perfect, but... Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) By perfect, I meant that was okay. (laughs) That was all right at best. God is the standard of perfection. I have that written down somewhere. Oh, I'm so glad you had to write that down and you didn't just know that. (laughs) Well, let's bring it all home, AJ, with Matthew chapter 19, verses 16 through 30. I am so excited about today's study. Bring it home, Ars. Bring it home. Let's set the stage, guys. (laughs) We're in Judea right now. And Jesus is actually, he was just walking from town to town, but people were following him. Okay. And large crowds have gathered around him. And so he starts to speak and people are listening from the large crowd steps out this wealthy young man. Okay. And we know he's wealthy. First, we know he has some type of status because he addresses Jesus as teacher. And just in that time, you wouldn't address Jesus as teacher unless you had some type of position. Okay, but later on in Luke, he refers to this man as ruler. Okay, so we also know he's some type of royalty. And so he steps out from the crowd and he asks teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? And Jesus replies, well, if you want eternal life, keep the commandments. And the young man says, well, which ones? And Jesus replies, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself. And this guy's like, yeah, I got I'm doing all those things. Yeah. He's like, checked all the boxes. And then he goes, what do I still lack? You know, and Jesus says, well, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you possess, give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and then you'll come follow me. And the young man heard this and he walked away sad because it says he had great possessions. I'm going to stop right there, though, because this was such a confusing passage for me for such a long time. I took it literally. I too. (laughs) I thought I thought Jesus is like, sell your stuff. You don't need stuff. Just, you know, kind of like live off the word. Yeah. But it's confusing because when Jesus says, go sell what you possess and give it to the poor and follow me, he's not actually saying go sell what you possess. Instead, he's trying to prove that this man doesn't follow all the commandments. Jesus knew this man's weakness. And that's why when the man asked him, well, what commandments should I keep? Jesus didn't start off with love God. Don't have any idols before God. Instead, he listed the later ones, right? And the man's like, well, I kept those. Jesus is trying to say that No one can get to heaven simply by works. We are saved only by grace. So then Jesus turns to his disciples and he says to them, Truly I say to you, only with difficulty will a rich person enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Obviously, a camel can't go through the eye of a needle. Yeah, can we say the obvious? <laughs> can we state the obvious? A camel cannot go through the eye of it's a not needle. Happening. He's trying to get them to picture how hard it is to serve God in money. It's so hard that it's easier. It's easier for this camel to go through the eye of a needle. But just like you said, AJ, a camel can't go through the eye of a needle. This is actually the second time that Jesus has mentioned how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. And at the time, you know, wealth was seen as a proof of God's approval. It was believed that God favored you if you were wealthy, you know, but Jesus is destroying that notion. And he's saying money doesn't make you somebody to God. And in fact, money serves as a deterrent. Like he's really trying to come hard with this teaching because so many people were under an opposite impression. Amen. All right. Well, you know what it's time for, AJ. Let's do it. 
Okay, it's time for, and actually, it's not even a super fun fact. It's a super fun trivia today. Are you ready? Isn't it always? No? Okay. No. <laughs> Your face they're, right now. They're facts, AJ. They're fun facts. Super fun facts. Oh, wow. Okay, I see. I, I see what I'm up against today. <laughs> I'm in it to win it. Lay it on me. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm AJ. always ready. In 1993. Oh, wait. No, I have to introduce it. AJ, are you ready for a super fun trivia question today? Yes. <laughs> I am. I am. Okay. In 1993, a South Korean research center conducted a scientific study. They were trying to rebuild something in the Bible to see if they could create a design that was better and more efficient. What were they trying to rebuild? Noah's Ark. <gasps> Look at you, you smarty pants. It was the only obvious answer. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I take back my smarty pants comment in that case. Well, I also am smart, but that's beside the point. <laughs> that was an easy one. That's the easiest one you've given me. Well, they compared 12 different hulls and they discovered that no modern design can outperform God's measurements. I could have told them that. You can't. Of 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, and 30 cubits high. Woo woo. God is good. <laughs> God is good. That was a good one. Anything about Noah's Ark I like. Why? I don't know. You just love Noah's it Ark? It just feels good. Yeah. Kill the animals. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Before we move on to the testimony, though, I do want to say that AJ and I are going to take a couple weeks off. We want to enjoy some of the last few weeks of summer with our babies. Follow our social media for all the updates. And yeah. Since we are moving into the testimony, can we please talk about how awesome it is for all the people who have already testified with us? Um, yes, thank you so much. These are good stories. We love listening I to I love them. listening to the testimony. It's my favorite. And I reach cry. out to uh, us. Yes. yes. Reach out to us. If you guys want to share your story, please. We love to hear them. Other people want to hear them. Even if you don't think your story means anything, it always means something. Because that's your story yeah. with God. He wants us to share those stories. I can't wait to share my testimony someday. I know. I love when people actually, when they listen and they get back to us and they're like, I love that testimony. I'm like, yeah. Was a I know. One. I've heard a lot. Of, a lot of people have listened to a testimony and have reached out to me and said, uh, like, I needed to hear that specifically. Yeah. And oh, that just feels it's so good. So that's good. God working. And that's yeah. just the coolest. So Glory to God. Email us if you want to share your testimony on our podcast. The email is info, I-N-F-O at Tolls Podcast. That's T-O-L-S podcast.com. Or oh. if there's something you want to talk about, if there's ever something you want us to bring up or a topic you want us to talk about, email us. We'd love to know what anyone wants to hear about. Absolutely. And so I'm leaving you all with a testimony today from my friend Rocco, who broke free of the ties that held him and found true freedom in Christ. Amen and Amen. enjoy. I was very unsure of myself and struggled with school and my ability to focus and friends. I was diagnosed with ADHD at 52 years old. My house that I lived in was dysfunctional. My dad was an alcoholic. My mom physically disciplined us with a plastic wiffball bat. Four years ago was the lowest point in my life. My addictions and myself had taken over. I was living for myself and hurting anyone who came in my path and anyone who loved me. I felt like I was physically drowning and finally reached out for help. I was introduced to a 12-step program for my addictions. During this painful process, I realized I needed Jesus Christ in my life. Unfortunately, that didn't last. I lost focus on Jesus. 
and let my self-control become number one in my life again, my career, my money, my toys, pride, arrogance. I've struggled over the years with my worthiness due to shame of my past sins, addictions, mistakes, the people I've hurt and failures. My life became even more difficult due to being strange from my daughters. By God's grace and working with a counselor that was grounded in Jesus Christ, I became strong enough to be okay on my own and begin to handle my past. I realized I did not like the person I had become, always angry, always yelling, depressed. With my counselor, we began a journey to examine my life, my commitment to Jesus. We realized my life was not totally surrendered to Jesus. In times of trouble and stress, I abandoned Jesus. The good news is Jesus never quit on me and never abandoned me. I believe Jesus died on the cross to put to death sin and pay the debt for my sins. And there's no greater sacrifice or example grace than Jesus' death on the cross. However, my shame was holding me back, unworthy from fully committing to Jesus. Cameron helped me realize and visualize that Jesus loves me. He wraps his arms around, no matter the weight of my sin and shame. He helped me visualize that there's a great chasm. And on one side is Jesus and myself, on the other side is God. With the help of Jesus and the cross, I'm able to cross that chasm. And the chasm is filled with my sins, my addictions, all my wickedness, my evilness. And Jesus just laughs and says, come with me. Come with me to my Father. I was also blaming Jesus for my problems, wondering, how is this your plan, God? I realized that I was broken and that God's plan was to fix our broken relationship. Once I was able to accept God's love, I finally surrendered myself and was baptized in October of 2020. I prayed to God that a plan included my children and my grandchildren. Jesus opened up doors, opened opportunities, opened up a life with my children, opened up a life with my church, opened up a life for me to share the gifts that he has given me with other people. I have a new life in Jesus Christ. I surrender my life to him and try to let him have control, even though I do make mistakes and put myself first sometimes. My focus now is my relationship with Jesus Christ. I ask Jesus to help me every day to be a better person today than I was yesterday. I understand that my life will have storms. However, if I turn to Jesus, he will wrap his arms around me and be with me during these storms and never abandon me. Jesus loves me for who I am. If this episode moved you, feel free to like, subscribe, and share, and join us every other Thursday. Also, if you'd like to share your testimony, please email us at info at And as always, may God bless you. And may the Spirit fill you. 